The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green Chapter 7 Diet Dr. Pepper The story of Dr. Pepper begins in 1885 in Waco, Texas, where a pharmacist named Charles Alderton combined 23 syrup flavors to create a new kind of carbonated drink. Notably, Alderton sold the recipe for Dr. Pepper after a few years because he wanted to pursue his passion, pharmaceutical chemistry. He worked at the drug company Eli Lilly before going back to his hometown to head up the laboratory at the Waco Drug Company. Footnote. Dr. Pepper is a drug too, of course. Caffeine and sugar are two of the defining chemical compounds of the Anthropocene. Pepsi, Coca-Cola, root beer, and most other flavored sodas were invented either by chemists or pharmacists, and in the 19th century, there was no bright line between medicinal cocktails and recreational ones. End footnote. Alderton soda probably would have remained a Texas-only phenomenon, eventually disappearing like so many other local soda flavors. The Opera Bouquet, the Swizzle Fizz, the Almond Sponge. Had it not been for the dog determination of Woodrow Wilson Clements, who preferred to be called Foots, a nickname he picked up in high school due to his oddly shaped toes. Foots, the youngest of eight children, grew up in the tiny Alabama town of Wyndham Springs. He got a football scholarship at the University of Alabama, where he was teammates with Bear Bryant. Footnote. Bear Bryant became a legendary football coach in Alabama. So legendary that when I attended high school outside of Birmingham in the 1990s, I knew three kids named Bryant and one kid named Bear. End footnote. In 1935, when Foots was a senior in college, he started working as a Dr. Pepper salesman. He retired 51 years later as CEO of a soft drink company worth over $400 million. By 2020, the Keurig Dr. Pepper Corporation, which owns, among many other brands, 7-Up, RC Cola, and four different kinds of root beer, is valued at over $40 billion. Almost all of its products are some form of sweetened and or caffeinated water. Foots Clements succeeded because he understood precisely what made Dr. Pepper significant. Quote, I've always maintained, he said, you cannot tell anyone what Dr. Pepper tastes like because it's so different. It's not an apple. It's not an orange. It's not a strawberry. It's not a root beer. It's not even a cola. Unquote. Cola, after all, is derived from cola nuts and vanilla, two real world flavors. Sprite has that lemon lime taste. Purple soda is ostensibly grape flavored, but Dr. Pepper has no natural world analog. In fact, U.S. trademark courts have tackled this issue, categorizing Dr. Pepper and its knockoffs as pepper sodas, even though they contain no pepper. And the pepper in Dr. Pepper refers not to the spice, but either to someone's actual name or else to pep. The feeling that Dr. Pepper supposedly fills you with. Footnote. There is no period in the doctor of Dr. Pepper. The company dropped it in the 1950s because the bubbly lettering at the time made Dr. Pepper look to many readers like dry pepper, which sounds like maybe the worst soda imaginable. End footnote. It's the only category of soda not named for what it tastes like, which to my mind is precisely why Dr. Pepper marks such an interesting and important moment in human history. It was an artificial drink that didn't taste like anything. It wasn't like an orange but better, or like a lime, but sweet. In an interview, Charles Alderton once said that he wanted to create a soda that tasted like the soda fountain in Waco smelled, all those artificial flavors swirling together in the air. Dr. Pepper is, in its very conception, 
unnatural, the creation of a chemist. The first zero-calorie version of Dr. Pepper was released in 1962. This initial, quote, dietic Dr. Pepper, unquote, was a failure. But Diet Dr. Pepper became a huge success when it was reformulated in 1991 with a new artificial sweetener, aspartame. It also relaunched with a new advertising slogan, Diet Dr. Pepper. It tastes more like regular Dr. Pepper, which it really does. Coke and Diet Coke are barely recognizable as relatives. If Coke is a golden eagle, Diet Coke is a hummingbird. But Dr. Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper taste like each other, which is especially interesting since, as Foots Clemens pointed out, neither of them taste like anything else. Now, many people find the artificiality of Diet Dr. Pepper revolting. You often hear people say, there are so many chemicals in it. Of course. There are also lots of chemicals in wine or coffee or air. The underlying concern, though, is a sensible one. Diet Dr. Pepper is just so profoundly artificial. But that's why I love it. Diet Dr. Pepper allows me to enjoy a relatively safe taste that was engineered for me. When I drink it, I think of the kids at that soda fountain in Waco, Texas, most of whom rarely knew the pleasures of an ice-cold drink of any kind, and how totally enjoyable those first Dr. Peppers must have been. Each time I drink Diet Dr. Pepper, I am nearly astonished. Look at what humans can do. They can make ice-cold, sugary-sweet, zero-calorie soda that tastes like everything and also like nothing. I don't labor under the delusion that Diet Dr. Pepper is good for me. But, in moderation, it also probably isn't bad for me. Drinking too much Diet Dr. Pepper can be bad for your teeth and may increase other health risks, but as Dr. Aaron Carroll puts it in his book, The Bad Food Bible, quote, there's a potential and likely very real harm from consuming added sugar. There is likely numbed from artificial sweeteners, unquote. So Diet Dr. Pepper probably isn't a health risk for me. And yet, I feel as if I'm committing a sin whenever I drink Diet Dr. Pepper. Nothing that sweet can be truly virtuous. But it's an exceptionally minor vice, and for whatever reason, I've always felt like I need a vice. I don't know whether this feeling is universal, but I have some way down vibrating part of my subconscious that needs to self-destruct. At least, a little bit. In my teens and early 20s, I smoked cigarettes compulsively, 30 or 40 a day. The pleasure of smoking for me wasn't about a buzz. The pleasure came from the jolt of giving in to an unhealthy physical craving, which over time increased my physical cravings, which in turn increased the pleasure of giving in to them. I haven't smoked in more than 15 years, but I don't think I ever quite escaped that cycle. There remains a yearning within my subconscious that cries out for a sacrifice, and so I offer up a faint shadow of a proper vice and drink Diet Dr. Pepper, the soda that tastes more like the Anthropocene than any other. After going through dozens of slogans through the decades, Dr. Pepper billed itself as, quote, tasting like liquid sunshine, unquote, as the pepper picker-upper and as the most original soft drink ever. These days, the company's slogan is more to the point. They call it the one you crave. I give Diet Dr. Pepper four stars.